if if panel to screen was like if there was a multiverse of panels to screens with an infinite number of uh, hosts that are not necessarily Bell, like maybe somewhere panel to screen is being hosted by like like uh, Mark Marin and uh, a piece of toast. <laughs> or it could be that it's hosted by um, Nicholas Cage and Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> No, it's, it's it's hosted by Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone. Oh, it does this. Um, uh, you know, I just watched this movie and this better man. You know, it's really good. He's like, stop spoiling the movie. Come on. I'm right here. Tell me. It started. What are you waiting for? <laughs> Welcome to Panel to Screen. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. I just uh, just drove back into town from Fort Worth. Uh, really? Guess, yeah, three-hour car ride, so I'm kind of tired. But other than that, I'm excited to talk about some uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's uh, that's good. I, too, am uh, ready to talk about Spider-Man and Spider-Woman and Spider-Bot and Spider-Pig. We got, man, we got so much spider to talk about in this uh, episode of Panel to Screen, because, of course, we are talking into the Spider-Verse. Uh, really excited to dive in here. But first, of course, a warning. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. Spoilers! Here there be spoilers, and ye been warned. All right, for anybody that heard our Aquaman review last week or so when it was, uh, you heard throughout that review that we kept on wanting to kind of talk about some Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, because these two movies came out around the same time, we're in a flash hiatus that's about to come to a very quick end here, and uh, and so yeah, you know, these are the movies on our mind, and while Aquaman, I still maintain, was a lot of fun, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was nothing short of groundbreaking. I think it's fair to say I can start off my thoughts on that. But Bell, uh, let's. Why don't we do this, Miles Morales? Since a lot of it, since this is really his movie, what was your kind of knowledge of or experience with Miles Morales before going into this movie? Pretty much all of my experience with Miles Morales has come from you. Uh, I I didn't read any of the Ultimates comics, uh, and so most of my knowledge of that was just tangential to. To, to everything so like i don't really i didn't really know anything about him honestly uh except for just what i had heard from you or, or you had told me and whatnot so uh i didn't really have too much of an exposure to the character which i was kind of happy about because i'm glad this movie came out because then that was gonna you know fill me in and, and and stuff like that so uh i came into it basically not knowing hardly anything about miles morales um so i thought that was pretty cool though you know, Miles Morales. Uh, so my experience with them is is the the source material. Um, I want to say it's uh, Ultimate Spider-Man Volume Three. It might be Volume Two, but I think it's Ultimate Spider-Man Volume Three where he first appears. And uh, you know, this is at a time. I guess you know to, to understand the creation of Miles Morales, you have to really understand the Ultimates universe. This was when Marvel was testing some things with their characters. They were presenting uh, uh, this comic book line that was more modernized it was more up to date with uh our universe with the real universe that we live in and the art stylings and the creation was done in such a way that if there was to be ever a marvel cinematic universe 
what who would be cast and what would the, that take on these characters be? Like the Ultimates universe really is the precursor to everything that we enjoy now on the big screen. And I, I don't think that that's overstating it in the slightest. Honestly, it was it was groundbreaking. And the kickoff to the Ultimates universe was Ultimate Spider-Man, in which case we were dealing with a much younger Peter Parker, but he was a Peter Parker of that era. Uh, he was, I, I want to say he was like a web designer. And so there was kind of like, you know, a little <laughs> bit of a ha ha ha, nudge, nudge, wink, wink type deal going on there. Uh, and then, of course, I mean, another big component of the Ultimates universe, it was kind of twofold. You had... Uh, the you had Ultimate Spider-Man, but then you also had the Ultimates, which was that universe's version of the Avengers, and a lot of the Avengers that we get today, including, for example, you know Nick Fury as portrayed by Samuel L. Jackson, comes directly from the Ultimates universe. So all that to say, the Ultimates universe is created to be a cinematic experience. Did you did you have? I mean, I know you said that Miles, your knowledge of Miles comes from me, but did you have any kind of knowledge of the Ultimates universe going into this? I mean, not really. Like, I think I stuck mainly with uh, uh, with Wolverine at the time is what I was reading most of. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't venture so far as the ultimate. Wolver- there, there's actually there's a couple storylines. There's like I think it was ultimate Wolverine versus Hulk. Uh, oh, he, yeah. Where they have that like Hulk five year hiatus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and things like that. And so I just kind of kept with the main storylines because uh, I, I just I, I couldn't keep up with everything. And so uh, I just that was at the point where I was kind of paring down things and uh just, just choosing different artists uh, or authors or titles and whatnot that I wanted to, to choose. And so I kind of stuck with the main continuities. Um, and yeah, I think I think I was also reading The Incredible Hulk at that point. Because that was a new, a new one that had come out. Uh, they, they had rebooted it or whatever. And so I wasn't really branching out very much from there. So I didn't gotcha. really – yeah, I didn't really get too much experience with the Ultimates uh, universe at all. Um, with exception to, to know that, like, you know, like you said earlier, Nick Fury was, you know, looked like Samuel Jackson and things like that. I kind of noticed those things here and there, but uh, that's about it. Gotcha. Okay. So here's the beauty of the ultimate universe. It was very popular, uh, at least for, for a time it was very popular and it was exciting to see these characters kind of reimagined, but not so drastically reimagined that we're looking at, you know, a, um, you know, it's the Marvel, uh, mystics universe or something of that nature. Like this was very much tangible characters. These are characters we can relate to. And because it was so true to the universe, but definitely separate, they were able to explore a lot of concepts that they could never do theoretically in 616. And a big concept that happened in the Ultimates universe that you it's hard to fathom ever happening in 616 is that they killed Peter Parker. And not only yeah. did they kill him, they killed him while he was still a kid. It, it was oh crazy yeah so <laughs> it was kind of one of these these big monumental moments that essentially re uh, it, it shook up the the Marvel universe it was uh, I believe the crossover event in which Peter died was called Ultimatum where Magneto basically dropped the tidal wave onto New York and in the midst of that is where Peter Parker died I could be wrong on that so if I am just correct me on the Facebook page but I'm pretty sure that's correct. But after his death, we were introduced to this new Spider-Man, who is Miles Morales. Now, Miles Morales, this is kind of cool, Bell. You, you were a fan of Community back in the day, right? Yeah. So Miles Morales was kind of inspired by a scene in Community. Now, he wasn't just inspired by this. There was a lot going on to his creation. But Donald Glover was wearing his Spider-Man pajamas in, I want to say, season three's opening of Community. And uh, that scene, the creators were working on this new character of Spider-Man. And when they saw that, 
uh, in many respects, it kind of defined uh, the direction they wanted to take Miles in. And I, I just I thought that's kind of cool. Yeah, that kind of spawned the whole, you know, Donald Glover as Spider-Man sort of thing, right? Like Exactly. They wanted, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that was on the internet for a bit. And I guess that that sort of uh, paid off when we had Donald Glover and Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes. Um, which was which was pretty neat. So, as, yeah. That, that, as portraying oh, the pro- as portraying the Prowler, as portraying Miles' uncle in that movie. So, I mean, it really yes. does come full circle from that standpoint. But anyway, yeah. suffice to say, I love this character. When you're first introduced to him in the comics, he's a young kid. He's kind of going through the whole charter system. And you kind of see... The way that the panels are drawn, it is kind of through his perspective. Like you see it. How do I say this? I mean, I'm a short guy and I've been up on a stool. I know when I stand on a stool, things look differently than when I'm at my height. And so the panels are done so in such a way that it is definitively from Miles's perspective. Uh, even so much as he is looking up at his dad, he is looking up at the adults around him. And so you kind of get this. I don't want to say small feeling from him, but this very uh, personal take on the way that they kind of took the art direction in, in that book. Uh, we also, you know, are introduced to his uncle. We we do have kind of all the basic characters that you see here, at least all the basic characters in his story. Um, however, in his origin story in the comics, it has nothing to do with the Spider-Verse. And uh, yeah, so that's <laughs> that's kind of a large buildup as to like what my experience with the character is. But yeah, I've always been a big fan of Miles. I love his introduction, um, and I've I've been ready and waiting to see him get a a major spotlight shown on him. I have been hoping that we would actually get him in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, I I was even willing and kind of almost secretly hoping that they might kill this Peter after his third movie with a with the direction of actually introducing Miles as a successor. Um, who knows whether or not that happens based on the fact that this movie that what we're about to talk about here is a massive success and it kind of, I guess, would reinvigorate Sony's interest in the franchise. But who knows? It doesn't matter. Let's talk about this movie. Bell, Into the Spider-Verse. What did you think? I really enjoyed it. Um, I, you know, like I said, I didn't know anything about Miles Morales. I didn't know how comic accurate his uh, origin story was going to be didn't really care since I didn't know the comic book origin story. So I was basically, you know, whole, like just, just, just a fresh blank canvas. Right. And so I, I got to just enjoy the story they're trying to tell. Um, and I, I, I really enjoyed it. I liked the art style. Uh, I liked the voice acting. Uh, everything was just kind of crisp. The storytelling, the, uh, interpretations of the villains and things I thought were really, really neat. Yeah. Um, everything just just really worked for me i i used to feel that spider-man uh homecoming was the best spider-man movie that we've had thus far mm. uh of of any spider-man universe or anything like that and i think this one um definitely has supplanted that for me oh wow that's that's high praise um yeah you know for me man spider-man 2 always will always kind of hold a special place for me like it, it i saw that movie at like a certain time in life where it just really had this like huge impact on me. So, so for me, it's hard for anything to take that throne, but I will say that Spider-Man into the, into the Spider-Verse is definitely my top three Spider-Man movies of all time. Uh, and I guess that's, and that is looking specifically at a Spider-Man movie, not including movies that have Spider-Man in them. Um, okay. Let's talk about Peter, uh, Peter prime or Ben Parker, whatever we want to call him, the ultimate Spider-Man, if you will. 
uh, <laughs> from Miles's universe. Uh, you know, this is a Spider-Man who is basically the best of who Peter Parker could be, right? Like he's uh, beloved by the city. He's married. His family life is uh, is is you know secure. I guess uh, it's not on rocky ground or anything like that. Aunt May is alive and well. He seems to have the resources to have his own little spider cave with tons of suits. Uh, we get. Man, so many different Easter eggs surrounding uh, this particular version of Peter Parker. And, you know, I, I it was interesting because as I was trying to get my bearings in the movie and we first start seeing this Peter, I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, are they going to kill him? Because I know they can't kill him, but I know that a, a Spider-Man has to die in order for Miles to become Spider-Man. Like, like Peter must die in order for there to be Miles, uh, or at least uh, so I thought going into this. I might yeah. explore that later. But regardless, that that was kind of my mindset. And so when he does eventually die, when we see the Kingpin kill him, but he takes off his mask first and the blonde hair is there. What, what was your what was your thoughts with this particular Peter Parker? I know we're going to talk about the, the main one that we end up spending a lot of time with. But what is your thoughts about the ultimate Spider-Man, if you will? Well, that's what I was trying to kind of figure out. It's like, is this. You know, because it's Miles Morales, so it's, you know, if we're going to draw comic parallels here, that's the ultimate universe Spider-Verse, right? Well, uh, so I, I kind of use, you know, in, in this instance, when I say the quote-unquote ultimate, it's less about the fact that, you know, of the comics source and more about the fact that this is the, the like, in the multiverse, this is the way I kind of interpreted it. Like, in the multiverse that's out there, the best possible version of Matthew Bell who's like done every single thing right and is great and successful and happy at doing it is out there. And it's probably not you. <laughs> right, right. Well, hang yeah. on, hang, maybe I should say that about myself. When I say that about you, it's terrible. I looked at it through that lens. I was like, I was like, man, I walked out of the theater thinking like somewhere if, if, if the multiverse is, was, or is real, whatever, then somewhere there is the ultimate version of me. And it's not me. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but that is the ultimate version of Peter Parker. Yeah, and, and so what I was trying to figure out there, I was like, okay, yeah, th- this is this is like a well-established Peter Parker, but like, is this the? I guess I was trying to draw parallels. Like, is this the '90s Spider-Man cartoon uh, uh, incarnation? Is this the the you know comic book? I mean, you know, there, there's there's a lots of different Spider-Men that have been sure. come around, or or is this like? A completely new take like you you know like you said and this is uh this isn't the final evolution of an existing spider-man that we've seen in the multiverse before but just a brand new quote ultimate as in the best spider-man that's ever been performed or, or, or ever been uh, represented that is uh just completely new to this little universe that miles morales lives in and so that's what i was kind of trying to figure out like is this is this a spider-man that we've seen before in some other iteration and uh, some other universe or is this just a brand new universe with the most perfect form of spider-man possible uh and so i was kind of leaning to the latter that this is just an, an illustration of this universe and this peter parker and it's not something it's not like a oh this is the one from because like Spider-Man Noir, there was a Spider-Man Noir comic book, and you, know, you got these different things here, and like all these different, you yeah, know, Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I was like, I was like, what universe are we in, and which Spider-Man is this one, and is he, uh, uh, yeah, like, or, or or is this just a new Spider-Man that they were bringing in so that they could kill? I think that's yeah. it. I think I think it was really he was more of of a representative. He was more of an ideal, right? Yeah. Like he's yeah. a he's a he's an inspiration for. You know the Peter Parker of the I, 
the fat Peter to yeah. to figure out like to to see who he could be or who he could have been and reconcile with who he actually is uh, as kind of like this this <laughs> um, his wake up call so to speak. Uh, and then yeah. on top of that, he also represents for Miles kind of like this, this, oh, everything's crazy right now. I just got these uh, powers, but there is an Obi-Wan Kenobi. But before Obi-Wan can even teach me, he's dead. You know what I mean? Like before before that, uh, you know, the, the master and apprentice type of relationship could even begin, it's over. And so, but it was nice that they actually had that moment to kind of connect and the way that they kind of visually communicated between spider people, how the spider sense goes off and, and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, that, that was really neat. You're like me. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, uh, so let's talk about Fat Peter. Um, he's not that fat, first of all. Everybody's giving him a hard time. I'm like, look, he's doing all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's not. Come on. Can we not on. body shame Peter Parker, please? Please, can we not? Because, I mean, yeah, I look at that Peter Parker and he's like, that's fat Peter Parker. Then I'm like morbidly <laughs> obese Peter Parker. You know? <laughs> right. Exactly. I'm going to the gym right after this. This is. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is this is somebody you know. This is a this is not like both of these Peter Parkers are not characters we've seen before. The one that we spend the most time with is the most similar to what's come before, especially on the big screen. So the idea is that what if you know, quote unquote, what if after Spider Man three, after Raimi's Spider Man uh, ended his trilogy ended, things went south. He broke up with Mary Jane. And he put on some weight and uh, and moved out, and it's just life has been blah. And so this is kind of I almost kind of see this Spider Man as a definitive end to the Raimi Spider Man. See, I thought I thought that the uh, the blonde Spider Man was kind of the same, w- w- was trying to approximate that. Eh. Just just because just because the the way that they introduce uh, the uh, blonde. Well, We'll call, I don't know, blonde Peter and uh, Peter B. Parker versus Peter Parker, right? So Peter right. Parker was the blonde one. And the way they introduced him is like, I saved the city. I saved the city again. I saved the city a third time, you know, hinting at the three movies. And they kind of like uh, 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 they, they even they even show the little weird dance that he did in Spider-Man 3. They, they make reference to that, right? And so that's why I was thinking that after Raimi's universe ends, Spider-Man becomes this blonde Spider-Man guy. Uh, and that's like the ultimate form. So like after all of those three movies, he eventually reaches his full potential as Spider-Man. Yes. I, I, so I just saw these guys as two sides of the same coin because, you know, whereas all the other universes that these spider people are from are not a Peter Parker, Spider-Man, like it's almost like their universes are kind of close enough together that these are very similar. They're just with, with one massive except exception. Like I have a feeling that that if not for the split between him and Mary Jane, perhaps they would actually have a very similar life. Okay, yeah. So so they're both Tobey Maguire, except for one of them uh, took the right path and became the ultimate version of Spider Man, and the other one kind of took a wrong path and then ended up divorcing Mary Jane and his life going to crap. Exactly. No, that's exactly <laughs> okay, I, right. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. No, I, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. But yeah. Yeah, fully. Cool. All right. So that said, you know, Spider Man, uh, great rapport between him and Miles. Uh, you know, very. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's 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 fun. It's the it's the it's the bad Obi Wan. You know what I mean? Like it's instead of yeah. bad Santa, it's bad Obi Wan. It's uh, <laughs> they they have a good rapport. Works out pretty well. It's fun because also Spider Man 
both universes are, you know, his his source universe and the one that we're we spend all this time in are close enough to ours but also different enough so that little things are like, oh, I had this thing here. Oh, I know who this is. You know, like instant recognition of like, okay, well, that's Green Goblin and that's the Scorpion, which makes it all the better when we get the big twist about Doc Ock. What did you think about the the, the gender-bending Doc Ock uh, twist? Oh, I loved it. I thought that was really, really great. That was uh, so I, good, yes. Yeah, I, I, I loved her character design. I loved every like the, the little weird pneumatic kind of like... Evil Miss Frizzle? Yes. Yes. It was was great. It was perfect. I loved it. And uh, like that was one of the things that I was most blown away about it is is that take like I didn't see it coming. And it was just uh, just love the character design that they had of of, of her. And uh, I thought Catherine Hahn did a really uh, good job voicing her. And yeah, that was just great. Absolutely great. Yeah, no, that was it was a great surprise there, and and it was one of those moments that kind of reminds you, like, oh man, we're in a different universe. Like we like you think as soon as you think you get your bearings and stuff, you remember, like, I don't actually know the universe that I'm in. I actually, you know, who knows what could actually end up happening with all these characters. You know, they they killed Spider Man in the first five minutes, and now Doc Ock is, you know, like it's like it's crazy. But uh, yeah, no, I, I loved it, and like you said, her characterization was was excellent. Uh, I was getting yeah. that evil Miss Frizzle vibe from her early on, and. Uh, the fact that she ends up being Doc Ock is just oh so good. Um, yeah. The comedy, uh, you know, in that scene in particular where they're talking about getting the bagel and the computer, and he's like, "Good news, we don't need the monitor." You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great, uh, and it's also, I mean, it is Peter dealing with uh, you know a, an adult and a kid teaming up together, and so you do get kind of uh, this this funny dynamic that goes along with that. Um, we also get introduced early on to Gwen Stacy, Spider Gwen. Um, man, what'd you think about Spider-Gwen? I like Spider-Gwen as a concept. I think that's a really neat character. Really, uh, it's, I, I don't know too much about it from the comics and stuff, but, uh, I, I thought like I, I'd seen her before and, 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 you know, different things like that. And, uh, I thought it was really neat. The parallels there between, you know, her losing Peter, just like Peter lost Gwen. Uh, I thought that was neat. Uh, I like the costume. I think the costume looks pretty cool. Uh, and the uh, first interaction that they have after Miles gets his uh, <laughs> powers was was really funny. But yeah, I, I like uh, yeah with yeah with the hair. You do not uh, get to talk <laughs> about my haircut. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was really good. I, I enjoyed um, I enjoyed the uh, the interaction there and, and and how they built that character up and the the look and feel of everything. I felt very let down by Spider Gwen. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I really did. Um, I, part of it. So going into this, I actually, I, yeah, I took my daughter to see this movie, and mm-hmm. um, she, you know, she immediately attached to, to Spider Gwen. Um, you know, even like even little things like the fact that she's wearing ballet shoes. Like part of her costume is ballet shoes that are kind of designed yeah. into the base and everything. And so you know, she she immediately attached to Gwen and everything else. Um, but like in thinking about it, when kind of putting together my thoughts in terms of character arcs, she really wasn't given one. Like she was just kind of there she she was kind of more top tier of the alternate spider people but she didn't really have a arc per se like we really don't know anything about her well you mentioned before about the juxtaposition of her and peter with loss we know that as comic book fans but that's not really communicated like we don't see this peter parker really dealing with the fact that she's gwen stacy you know what i mean like it's not like oh or oh or oh you know there's no there's no uh addressing of that there you know, you're right. I, I, it, it just it passed me over. But yeah, you would figure that Peter B. Parker would have some sort of reaction to Gwen. 
like seeing her again. Well, so this is what I'll say with that. If, if in fact the idea is that Peter B and Peter A, I suppose, are versions of the Raimi Spider-Man, that Spider, that Peter was never like in love with Gwen Stacy. So seeing an alternate reality of Gwen Stacy would be more of like a, oh, huh. And she's younger. Interesting. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like he would have the same reaction that, say, the amazing Spider-Man yeah. uh, would end up having if, if he was to meet uh, a Gwen Stacy um, of another universe or something of that nature. So I didn't, and, I didn't necessarily mind the fact that he didn't have that reaction per se. I just, I, they just didn't give her any kind of real arc at all, which on the one hand, why would they? This is really Miles' story. But on the other hand, they're trying to do a lot with this movie. And I don't want to get to the criticisms too far in yet, but I will say she looked amazing. My daughter attached to her really uh, quickly, which I know is exactly what they want to happen in this movie. And I would have yeah. loved to see more of her, and I'm sure we will in a spinoff in the near future. Or or the sequel, you know. Yeah, that's true. I it, Yeah, it, I, I agree. Like, I think it's, uh, it's one of those things. It's like none of the other... Uh, Spider people got any sort of arc as well, except exactly. for Peter B. Parker. Exactly, because it's so not that's, their movie. Exactly, yeah. and so that's why I'm saying like she's she's like she's top tier of the alternatives, but she's given like visual billing on the same level with uh, Peter. You know what I mean? Like like Miles is kind of he is the the hero, right? He is kind of the the big uh, 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 image of the movie. But then like in terms of like his supporting, you know, Han and Leia. If he's Luke, who are his Han and Leia? Then that's uh, Peter and and Gwen, except Gwen yeah. was given <laughs> nothing to work with, really. Well, so. right, and I, I think that's you know, like like you said, that's that's uh, uh, they're leading up for a sequel, right? And so they don't want to. Yes, that's Peter B. True. Parker's not going to be in the sequel. It's no. going to be Miles, and it's going to be Spider Gwen. Or I mean, uh, I don't think they're leading to a sequel. I think they're leading to. I think they're li- leading to an anthology. I think we're what we're going to see here, and maybe we can just go ahead and talk about this now, especially because we're kind of diving into the alternate Spider People. This was a kickoff to various movies. We we will see a Spider-Gwen solo movie. We will see a Miles solo movie. I, I argue, I would argue, if not for the Sony directive to expand out their Spider properties, this should have been strictly a Miles movie. It is way too convoluted than it needs to be if the goal behind this movie is to tell the Miles Morales origin story like, we don't need this multiverse. I would even go so far. All right, so this is something that bothers me. I'm just going to go ahead and vent here. <laughs> Miles Morales does not have to be from an alternate universe. Miles Morales does not have to be from an alternate universe. It's frustrating to me that in the comics, even, they couldn't just tell a Miles Morales, a like, like give a 616 version of Miles Morales, which, uh, from what I understand, they very recently did, and that's a apparently he's a villain, which is frustrating. They could have made Miles Morales, like they could have retold his story in 616. They didn't need to pull him in from the Ultimates universe. Like when when uh, Harley Quinn became this huge success from the Bruce Timm uh, television series, the cartoon series, the, the greatest Batman, the animated series of all time, they didn't have some portal open up so that that Harley Quinn could just enter into the Batman, you know, main story. They retold her character within Batman. And she was part of the main universe. Like she didn't have to be this like thing they had to fit in. That really frustrates me. And so kind of carrying that along, we don't have to make the Miles story this multiverse story or this alternate reality story. 
I get why, if you're going to tell a Spider-Verse story, why Miles is a good direction to go because it allows you to tell an origin story that is different from what's come before. But at the same time, I think it robs from Miles the definitive, like his origin story being about him and not about all these other spider people. There's enough going on here, like with him and his relationship with his uncle, with him and his relationship with his parents. It, you know, his mom is barely even in this movie, but the relationship with his dad and everything like th- there's a lot to unpack and to go through. And I mean, again, I'm a huge fan of that that volume three story where he was first introduced. And I love it. He's not even Spider-Man until like issue like five or six in that <laughs> in that book. I don't like I think it's the final issue of that volume that he actually becomes Spider-Man like that. And it, it is a really good origin story for a character because it, 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 it human, you know, the, the, the humanity is there to the character where they take the time to establish him instead of just, you know, um, here's, here's person B or person a gets struck, struck with uh, lightning B and now C is a big battle. You know what I mean? Like this, there's, there's more going on here and yeah. what this movie did really well is it captured that and it, you, it connected you with miles early on. Um, the art styling was just absolutely gorgeous. It makes you feel like you're inside. It brings a comic book to life in a way that I don't think we've ever seen on the big screen. And the way in which they present Miles as he's kind of going back and forth between home and school and dealing with Spider-Man and trying to figure out girls and trying to be cool and connecting with his dad and all this other stuff. And then the, the moments where he's with his uncle and the path that he's on trying to establish you know, this kind of projected expectations, wanting to give himself no expectations, but having these, uh, uh, you know, the, this this great destiny, this great future devoid of Spider-Man. If he had never gotten bitten by a spider, he was he was he's still he's still got kind of this path ahead of him that he's trying to figure out. And the spider just adds all this complications to it. that kind of spiral out into craziness. All that to say, the Spider-Verse is not necessary in this movie. Miles would have made an incredible, like this would have been an incredible ultimate Spider-Man movie with no Spider-Verse required. I, that is my biggest criticism here. As much as I love, you know, Spider-Man Noir and Spider-Pig and Spider-Gwen and all that, like great characters, uh, Penny Parker, uh, great characters, but I would have much rather gotten the ultimate Spider-Man movie in this style, exactly in this style, and maybe end it with a coda or a cookie implying like with with kind of a spider-verse element if they wanted to go spider-verse for the sequel because i get it you want to market your spider properties and everything else but anyway bell i'm sorry i'm i'm, I'm venting no. and i apologize but no, no no it's fine because everything that you just said is absolutely true uh you are absolutely correct and i agree with you 100 percent. however you have to understand that this is the era of the franchise and had this movie come out 10 years ago, no, 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 no. If this movie had come out 10 years ago, it would have been ex- very similar to, if not exactly the same as what you were describing. Right. Focus on Miles, build up his story, and, and, and branch out from there. But we live in an age where that is not what we do with superhero movies anymore. We had the Marvel method where it took them 10 years to build up their, their universe. Studios don't want to do that. They don't want to spend that much time in there. So we had DC – uh, or Warner Brothers kind of go the opposite route and sort of like do their collection film after having just a couple films. And, you know, they they kind of miss the mark on that, in my opinion. Um, I think what Sony has done with this movie is exactly what Warner Brothers was trying to do. Build a franchise without going the Marvel method of releasing 15 films uh, and, 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 do, and, and doing it a different way. I think Sony succeeded where Warner Brothers failed. That's and the problem, I, though. 
Sony succeeded. Like th- this, this is a grand success in terms of like establishing a creative, colorful world with lots of characters that between you know Gwen, Gwen, and you know I'd love to see a continuation of Miles. I can't wait to get a Gwen, Gwen movie. We got you know the the teaser for the end with uh, the Spider Man. Uh, what is it? Spider Man sixty six or Spider Man ninety nine? Spider Man eighty eight. Spider Man ninety nine. Spider Man ninety nine. Thank you very much. Twenty ninety nine. Twenty ninety nine. All right. Thank you. Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Math. Uh, you know, we so we we've got like a world in which like the possibilities are endless, and I'm exp- excited to spend more time in it. But I just, <laughs> but but I'm mad that they succeeded, Val, because <laughs> I don't want it to. I don't want it to work this way. <laughs> well, right, but you got to understand, like, and it typically not- doesn't work this way. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I know, but like that's 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 why that's why I'm I'm uh, you know applauding Sony for this it's because had this flopped. We wouldn't have gotten any miles ever, and we and we won't get any miles ever again. Uh, but this uh. is so successful, you're going to get miles. The thing was, is they were never going to bring you miles. They never were. Like even ten years ago, with the method you described to introduce Miles Morales, they're not going to do it. They're going to do Peter Parker because they always do Peter Parker, and uh, and, and and that's just you, you would never ever see Miles on you, the big screen. That's a good point. This is a great path. Like to get a live action Miles, ideally in the cinematic universe, I pray. This like the success of this and the Sony relationship. I always I was under the impression that that Miles was safely and securely with Marvel. I didn't think that he was with Sony, but like this movie, that was a big nervous thing. Like, but at the same time, you're right because of the success of this movie, because Miles has just been propelled into the zeitgeist, and now people are aware of who he is. That le- that gives a very specific path where we can actually see theoretically an MCU Miles in the future. Potentially, yeah, and 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 if not, we still have this wonderful, colorful, awesome, entertaining universe in in which to enjoy them that that was just created with this movie. Uh, so so yeah, maybe there'll be an MCU Miles Morales. Cool, I, I and maybe they'll tell his origin story in a different way, like you want it. Cool, but I really like this universe that they created. I really oh. like the, the way that they made these characters, and I'm I like. I don't. I don't necessarily. I want to see more of it in this universe. Like I. I don't. I don't want to go see three more origin films about Miles Morales because all that's been done. And like that's one thing I was really really happy about mm-hmm. is that we didn't get. You know the way they did these origin stories when they introduced a new uh, a new Peter Parker uh, was just really great. Like that was it was it was very uh, funny and. Uh, you know, they uh, tongue in cheek as yes, we know everybody knows who Spider Man is, but these are this is this is Spider Pig, and that's kind of funny. So <laughs> have, like you know, so so because <laughs> like comic book origins, I'm I'm tired of them. Like you know, <laughs> okay, no, I I get that, and you're right. And to be clear, I I have no problem with the origin story we got in terms of you know the the dynamic with his parents and the the getting by, by a spider and the dynamic with his uncle like that is that's quintessential Miles Morales like I, I it was done beautifully and so from that standpoint I wouldn't want to change a thing it's the multiverse aspect I don't want people I'm concerned that people are going to always associate Miles as having to be like a Jay Garrick like that he has to exist in another reality as opposed to being a you know sidekick slash successor to Peter like in many respects Miles is the Dick Grayson to Peter's uh, 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 Batman or to uh, uh, wait, Bruce Wayne. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like there's there's we can have if we can have like three different flashes over a DC, we can have two different Spider-Man. Like that's possible. It is absolutely possible. Uh, sure. And so I, I just I don't know. That's just one thing that that. And here's what it is, because you're right. You're, you're absolutely right. But. 
when characters make their way into not just live action, but into like like into this level of awareness, the way in which they're brought forth defines for a generation what the understanding of that character is. And I mentioned Jay Garrick very specifically because of the way that the Flash handled Jay Garrick from season two of that series, for those that are unaware, they, there are people that still think that Jay Garrick is a villain because they didn't quite follow through on the whole like, oh, so, but there was another Jay and he just stole his name. You know what I mean? Like, that yeah, was they botched an, that real bad. There was a twist for comic fans, but for everyone else, they now just associate Jay Garrick as a villain. I, I will never forget the Halloween that that season was going on, and I went out trick-or-treating wearing my Jay Garrick helmet, and people thought that I was a villain. And that was like, this is Jay freaking Garrick. How, but, but at the same time- How many times did you go to prison that night from like beating people up? He's not a villain! <laughs> <laughs> He's a good guy! <laughs> <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> So it's kind of it's kind of the same thing here. I don't want like I, I I'm as much as I don't want it. This is just the reality. Is this perpetual understanding that for some reason Miles Morales has to be from another universe? I just don't think that that. But I don't think that that should be part of the the zeitgeist, the understanding of who this character is. Now, what what the fallout will be? You know, given the fact that the team actually gave so much time to his personal story that the Spider Verse stuff felt very secondary, which is good. Um, maybe means that that's not the case, but I just don't know. I don't know. Time will tell. Uh, man, uh, you know, Lord, Phil Lord was uh, uh, responsible behind the scenes uh, for, for this particular one. I think, I think Miller as well uh, behind the, uh, the, the Lego Batman in many respects, I got a lot of same feels from uh, that movie and this movie and that there was so much love for the franchise, for the characters, for the comics, the Easter eggs like crazy. Um, you know, the, the characters in and of themselves, Penny Parker and uh, and Spider-Pig and, and Spider-Man Noir. I mean, these are these are almost Easter eggs come to life. But we also yeah. saw the spider buggy in the spider cave. Yeah. <laughs> we saw the uh, the various costumes, including which was great. The, the new one from the, the new video game. Uh, Which is cool. It was cool. I mean, there were kids in the audience like, that's the one from the video game. Like, you know, they were freaking out about it. Yeah. And, and so there was, it was chopped full with Easter eggs and made with so much love for the, for the franchise, for all of these characters. And, you know, like you said, man, I, I want a sequel as well. I want to spend more time in this universe, in this multiverse. And I'm excited to see where we go from here. Uh, Bell, any, any kind of final thoughts before we give our uh, rating? Uh, I loved that they pointed to the old Spider-Man comics and the memes that have been created. Or sorry, Spider-Man TV show. <laughs> yes. And the, and the memes that have been created from that. Like that was great. The, the, the kids sitting in front of me. Oh man, bless their heart. They they were so excited uh, when they saw uh, uh, Oscar Isaac's uh, Spider-Man pointing at the other. The uh, yeah <laughs> yeah when, when when they saw uh, uh, yeah when they saw Miguel they're like freaking out. They loved it. And then it goes back in time. Does the whole point it thing. And there's also a shot of him sitting behind the desk with the Spider-Man portrait. You know it was like all those kind of things are just wonderful and um yeah like i i really i really want to go see this in theaters again i'm surprised i hadn't seen it but i just been busy but yeah this this is one that i can see myself watching over and over and over again and finding new stuff every single time i watch it yeah now it's it's uh one of my kids favorite movies we'll be getting it as soon as it comes out on dvd for sure uh or, or blu-ray because we, we're not yeah 
No, we're old, so I, I, I still say DVD when I mean Blu-ray. It's fine, yeah. It's all right. And when our, they come out with the next format, I'm still going to call it Blue or DVD. You just know? like our prayers, like, get the video, you know, just uh, get the... Yeah. <laughs> get the cassette type. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it's just same. Uh, excellent. Beautiful. It is a spectacle. If you haven't seen it in theaters, you absolutely should. Uh, you will get Post Malone stuck in your head, uh, but it is well worth it. It's an awesome song for uh, Sunflowers specifically. Uh, all right. So, Bell, out of five, what do you give it? I mean, th- this movie was pretty much near perfection for me. I'm going to go ahead and say five. I'm going to say five too. I mean, it's it's groundbreaking. It is an experience that like you have to get in the theaters to really get yeah. the 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 cinematic nature of it. Um, you know, one thing we did not talk about was uh, the villain and the story with uh, Kingpin. Um, you know, yes, I have some criticisms in terms of the approach that they took with a lot of these characters, but that it, it, my criticism is more about strategy and less about style or substance, like. The movie is yeah. fantastic. You know, like there's, there's there's no getting around that. The movie is absolutely fantastic. Um, but there's just a there's a lot going on, but they 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 handle it well. Like it doesn't trip over itself with everything that's going on. So, yeah. it's um that's really good. But anyway, yeah, should, should, we should just mention real quick. So so Kingpin, uh, the heavily stylized some of the heavily stylized characters like Kingpin and Green Goblin, um they they I, I I don't know. I wasn't a huge fan of that, but at the same time, it it worked. So well, so Kingpin specifically. I don't know about Green Goblin, but Kingpin specifically was modeled after a particular artist's interpretation of that. Yeah. So like, well, and, and I I liked like I I love the style. I love the the nod to the artist. I love the uh, the, the the style and look of it. Um, but but yeah, that was a that was you know a comic book representation for sure. No, I get it. And I mean, all of these characters are comic book characters come to life and various, uh, takes on comic book characters. So, you know, spider pig, it looks like a animated cartoon because he literally was an animated cartoon. Uh, even even he was created differently from the rest of the characters on screen. Uh, so so, I mean like, you know, it's, it's cool how that was done, but like green Goblin was like, like two stories tall or something like that. I I thought that was a real cool take on green goblin. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. I, it's fine. I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of it, but at the same time, like it didn't, I didn't hate it. It just, I was like, wow, that's kind of neat. It's like this monstrous green goblin as opposed to being a dude in a monster suit. It's like an actual monster, Yeah. <laughs> which I think was actually fairly close to how they did Norman in, uh, in ultimates, but it's been, a, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. All right, man. Well, that's going to do it for us. Five out of five on both of ours. I don't know if that's ever happened in the history of the show. Uh, but it, it definitely did this episode. Go out and see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Let us know what you think by heading over to Panel to Screen. Uh, a Facebook page, facebook.com slash panel to screen, where Woo has been holding it down. Can I get a woo woo? Woo woo. Y'all be sure to head over there. Let him know how much you appreciate him for keeping you informed on all of the panels and the screens and the intersection of the two. You can also keep up with us on the Twitters. You can follow Bell at Ring That Bell. You can follow me at The Real Bo York. Uh, we will be back here next week, this week. I don't know. It depends on when this episode comes out, but basically the hiatus is over, man. Flash TV talk is about to make its triumphant return. So we will be talking some flash at you pretty soon here in the very near future. But until then for me, for bell, for bell's mom. Hi mom. Everybody go have an ultimate wing into the new year.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.